Working remotely can be a challenge, especially for teams that are new to it. How do you deal with your work environment being the same as home while staying connected and productive? And then there's your newest coworker, the cat. Well, your friends at Trello have been powering remote teams globally for almost a decade. At a time when teams must come together more than ever to solve big challenges, Trello's here to help. Trello, part of Atlassian's collaborative suite, is an app with an easy-to-understand visual format plus tons of features that make working with your team functional and just plain fun. Trello keeps everyone organized and on the same page, helping teams communicate, focus, and connect. Teams of all shapes and sizes at companies like Google, Fender, Costco, and likely your favorite neighborhood coffee shop all use Trello to collaborate and get work done. Try Trello for free and learn more at Trello.com. That's T-R-E-L-L-O.com. Trello.com. Welcome to the Bravo Clubhouse for the podcast edition of Watch What Happens Live with me, Andy Cohen. Let's make like a glass ceiling and get smashed. It's one <laughs> hill of a show on Watch What Happens Live with Hillary Rodham Clinton now. <laughs> Watch What Happens Live. I'm your host, Andy Cohen, on a Thursday night in the Bravo Clubhouse, where I'm with her, literally. My guest tonight broke ground as First Lady of the United States, went on to become a two-term senator from New York and U.S. Secretary of State. Finally, as the first female presidential candidate from a major party, she received the most votes in the 2016 election. All of this is chronicled in her brilliant new Hulu docu-series, Hillary. It's out tomorrow. It's my honor to welcome, for her first time in the clubhouse, Secretary Hillary Rodham Clinton. Thank you. Should we fist bump because of Corona? Yes. Um, I'm so happy you're here. Oh, me too. Yes. Thank Thank you. You You slept down to Soho for us. Love being here. I love the documentary, by the way. It's absolutely incredible. And after going through almost 2,000 hours of campaign footage, I thought she could use a drink, so I put her at my bar. Say hi to the director of Hillary, Nanette Burstein, the brilliant. You did such a great job with the documentary, and I'm so excited for people to see it. Cheers. You earned that drink. Drinking game alert, Hillary Clinton. Can I call you Hillary? Yes. Okay, thank you. Absolutely. Uh, she won't know it, but anytime anyone says this word, if you're 21 or over, drink it till all hill breaks loose. Later, we wanted to give you a different kind of show, okay? A different kind of interview than okay. you've done before. So later in the show, we will be having our first ever Hillary Rodham Clinton drag competition. <laughs> We have superstar drag queens uh, from around the country here. A clean ton of your questions for Hillary are coming in. But before we get to those, here's what three things I'm obsessed with tonight. First, in Secretary Clinton's new Hulu documentary, absolutely nothing about her life and career is off limits. That's what I loved. You went there about everything. And I hope that rule still applies today because I'm about to ask her to share some of her most innermost thoughts. Here's what, Hillary, it's time for you to tell us what were you thinking? I'm going to show you iconic photos of you through your career. Tell us what was going through your mind at that epic moment. What were you thinking while texting in sunglasses in 2011? Um, What were you thinking right there? I was thinking, why aren't they responding? Right. Uh, what were you thinking here while looking stoic at the inauguration? This is even worse than I thought. Yes. <laughs> what were you thinking? Uh, 
during the second presidential debate when you had like a creeper behind you. This guy really has problems. Okay, what were you thinking here while waving at the crowd at Bill's inauguration in 93? I was there, it was such an exciting day. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't believe it. I'm right. on the way to live in the White House. What an amazing opportunity. What were you thinking right here in 1975 on your wedding day? That is my wedding day. I was probably thinking, wow, this permanent is really holding up. <laughs> what were you thinking in 1995 while delivering your groundbreaking speech? There's such a great, this was in Beijing. I love yeah. this part of the documentary. What were you thinking there? Because you couldn't tell whether the audience was on your side, right? Well, I couldn't because they were all listening through translation, through the earphones. And But I was really thinking, I, I've got to do this well. I mean, this is really important. I'm speaking on behalf of our country and on behalf of women in the world. So, and you did. Yeah. What were you thinking right here uh, during your 11 hours of testimony about Benghazi? I cannot believe these idiots. What were you thinking while you were posing with me at the White House in 1995? Now, I everyone thinks you look like cardboard cutouts there. No one believes it's real, but I appreciate the photo. It is. It's well, you know it's real. Yes, I yeah, do. Because, you were there. You know, you had trouble getting in. I did. You too. I'm like, okay, lovebirds, mix it up. All right, thank you very much. What were you thinking? Finally, we all know HRC loves a long walk in the Chappaqua Woods, but I'm hoping she also likes to take a manic jaunt down memory lane because here's what. I want to walk through the rumor hill. There are so many rumors about you. I thought this was you. only a 30-minute I know. You tell me if there's any shred oh, okay. of truth to any of those. Okay, okay we're going to start with an easy one. Did you adopt an alien baby in June of 93? No comment, but he did graduate from a really good school. Okay. Were the rumors true in 2017 that you were considering a run for New York City mayor? I was asked to, but I did not consider it. Okay. Rumors true that you were privately ecstatic when Trump fired James Comey, and you considered publicly applauding the move? No. That's no. Are the rumors true that you once lit a cigarette in the White House to torture your smoke-allergic husband? No, that's not true. Um, have I got you... into a lot of trouble, though, because I made the White House a no-smoking zone. Oh, really? And so a lot of the leaders had to go outside to smoke. Wow. And uh, that was they didn't. That was controversial. Yeah. Have you ever thrown a lamp, book, or Bible at your husband? No, not that I haven't thought about it, but okay. no, I never have done it. Rumors true that you have a rocky relationship with Barbara Streisand. Not at all. We're no. good friends. Okay, good. Are the rumors true that Anna Winter served as an unofficial fashion consultant uh, on your array of pantsuits during the 26th? Yes. That a, is true. She's a good friend. A yes. Good friend. Wow. Yep. Yep. Um, are the rumors true that, the, that when the CIA was hesitant to uh, execute uh, the bin Laden raid on the same night as the correspondence dinner, you said the White House Correspondents' Dinner. That's true. All right, thank you very much. I love it. Okay, let's go to some phones real quick. Uh, Whitney from Kansas City is on the line for uh, Secretary Clinton. What's your question, Whitney? Hi, Andy, I just want to say that you and Bravo are everything to me. Uh, my question for Hillary okay. is, um, what's the most romantic thing that Bill has done for you during your 43 years of marriage? He, he is so romantic and so sensitive that, you know, I will come home sometimes and he'll have flowers for me. 
because he knows I've had a bad day. He's really so thoughtful. How did he care for you after the last election? Oh my gosh, you know, lots of times I just was so devastated. I would just lie down, he'd lie down next to me, just hold my hand. I mean, he's he's been so great. That's sweet. Number one question for you, this is Bravo. People wanted to know what your housewives tagline would be. I heard that you came with one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm neither as good or as bad as some people say. <laughs> Very good. That's awesome. Well, a lot of you, including Sue Ritchie on Facebook, wrote to us about tonight's show to say the only thing that would make this better would be if it was Shotsky night. So at the risk of giving <laughs> us both one nasty woman of a hangover, Secretary Clinton, will you do me the honor of doing a Shotsky with I me tonight? I think so. Wow. Guess what? Joining us from the audience is New York Housewife and Hillary superfan, Dorinda Medley is here. Of Mrs. Clinton's. All right. Um, Dorinda, you get on the side. Mrs. Clinton, you get here. Jimmy Fallon made us this. He made us this. One, two, three. Wow. That was amazing. So, Nanette, do all four parts drop tomorrow? They do. They all, all four. Do? Great. Good. Yep. I watched them all in a row. You can binge, people. We love to binge. (laughs) Um, Diane L. from Cincinnati wants to know, what percentage of Trump's hair do you think is his own? Oh, my gosh. What do you think's happening there? I I don't know. I mean, I I think we all know something's happening. Right. Um, Chris C. wants to know, what Republican would you have liked to be up against in the 2016 election instead of Donald Trump? Well, any normal... Republican. Right. Did you have a favorite Republican to work with? You know, I worked with them all. That That's the sad commentary about what's going on now. And unfortunately, uh, there seems to be a kind of uh, refusal for bipartisan uh, cooperation right now. Julie B. on Facebook wants to know if the relationship between Chelsea and Ivanka has soured since Trump got elected. I, I don't know. You'd have to ask her. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Let's go to Jack from Detroit. Hey, Jack, what's your question? <clears throat> Hi. Um, hello, Secretary Clinton. It's uh, an honor to speak with you right now. <laughs> I love you. Thank you, Jack. Um, my question is, um, did Newt Gingrich ever apologize to you after his mom called you a you-know-what? on the Connie Chung show back in the day. Wow, you have a great memory. Uh, Well, actually, I invited him to bring his mother to the White House. He came with his mother and his then wife, and uh, I gave them a tour of the White House, and they were a little embarrassed uh, because I decided to react to what they said uh, about me without being uh, retaliatory, but instead trying to be gracious and trying to, you know, demonstrate that, you know, there was a better way to treat people. So it was quite an interesting afternoon. Wow, that was so, boy, you really went the opposite direction Yeah, well, you know, I I really admire my daughter on Twitter because she is like the queen of just never getting drawn into it. Yeah. You know, beaten up about it. Um, Yeah, look... I mean, we are so divided right now, and we're so hostile toward people that we think don't agree with us or somehow are different from us that somebody has to start trying to, you know, bridge that gulf. Oh, that's great. Let's go to Jordan from Iowa. Hey, Jordan, what's your question? Hi, Andy. 
I just wanted to tell you thank you um, for bringing so much happiness and joy into people's lives. Thank you. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. Um, and Miss Clinton, thank you for opening the doors for women everywhere. Oh, thank you. Thank you. What's your question? Ms. Clinton, yes. what do you think of all the backlash Nancy Pelosi got after ripping up the president's State of the Union? Oh, I, I love You know, I, I thought she was making a, a very strong point in demonstrating that so much of what he said was untethered from reality and just plain factually wrong. And, you know, sometimes it's the only way to get attention because otherwise... His speech, which was filled with so many errors, uh, would have just been taken um, on face value. And I think because she visibly uh, did that, which then went viral across the Internet, people said, wait a minute, you know, maybe we better take another look. So I thought, I thought it was an, an, an interesting and effective gesture. Very good. Let's go to Jackie from Idaho. Hey, Jackie, what's your question? Hey, Madam Secretary, you've always inspired me as a leader, mom, and wife. But I had to know, over the course of these primaries, which 2020 Democratic candidate have you been in touch with the most and also the least? That's a great question. I've been in touch with a number of them. Um, I've, I've not been in touch with a few of them, and, and most notably Bernie Sanders. But with everybody else, um, if they've reached out to me, I've immediately responded. If he had reached out to you, would you have been responsive Absolutely. to that? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, politics should be the art of addition and multiplication, not subtraction and division. Right. And so if somebody reaches out, I will always meet with that person. Um, well... Hillary Clinton has faced more high-profile and high-pressure situations than any woman in America, and little did she know, all of that was preparing her for what I'm about to do next. Hillary Rodham Clinton, the time has come for you to plead the fifth. Here we go. I have three questions for you. You may plead the fifth to only one if you choose to. What do you honestly think of First Lady Melania Trump's cyberbullying initiative? I think she should look closer to home. <laughs> what was the most cringeworthy, eye-roll-inducing thing that you had to participate in during your time as First Lady? You know, going to events to try to promote health care and having people claim that there was nothing that needed to be changed. And, you know, a couple of times I couldn't I couldn't resist rolling my eyes or saying, you know, wow, what world do you live in, right? And you probably got crucified. Oh, yeah, I did. Yes. Um, which politician or state figure that you've encountered has the worst breath? <laughs> I haven't gotten that close to most of them. <laughs> haven't? Yeah. What do you do if you encounter someone with bad breath? Do you offer them a mint? Do you stand back? Yeah, you have to be diplomatic. I mean... Would you like some more water? Right. <laughs> Thank you very much. She didn't plead the fifth again. Um, let's go back to the phones. Charles C. from Kentucky. Hey, what's your question? Hi, Andy. Uh, my question is, what do you make of Melania always swatting Trump's hand away when he tries to hold her hand? I am the last person to comment on anybody's relationship. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to Laura from South Carolina. Hey, Laura, what's your question? Hi, Andy. Hi, Madam Secretary. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. 
You had an absolutely great interview with Howard Stern, and he has said that he believes if you had come on his show during your presidential run, you would have swayed more voters to vote for you. Do you agree with him? You know, I... I may I may agree with him. I don't know. I've I've um, heard so much comment about that interview. Uh, literally walking down the street, people have stopped and talked to me about it. Uh, that, you know, maybe Howard's absolutely right. Um, well, that that you know, Prosecco 007 tweeted. Uh, please ask her why is she finally doing cool interviews? <laughs> were you? I mean, were you were you purposefully being m more guarded because yeah. you were? I think I yeah. probably was, Andy. I think, and that's part of why this Hulu doc is so interesting and uh, exciting for me because, you know, I'm not running for anything. I have a chance to talk about my life and comment on what's going on in our country and around the world. And I do feel like I don't have to be quite so uh, worried about how things can be taken out of context or what someone might make out of what I say. Well, whenever a powerful icon like Hillary drops by the clubhouse, we like to honor their living herstory <laughs> like only we can. So it's time for our Watch What Happens Live first annual Give em Hill Drag <laughs> Contest. Okay, it's time for our first queen tested. It is Trinity the Tuck as college Hillary. Okay, Trinity the Tuck. Wow. Oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> a woman's place is wherever she damn well pleases. <laughs> Thank you, Trinity Talk. Well done. All right, who's next? It's Miss Peppermint as 90s First Lady. Oh my God. Incredible, Miss Peppermint. Human rights are drag rights, and drag rights are human rights. Yes! Miss Peppermint, thank you very much. Okay, next up we have Alaska as present day Hillary. Wow. I got the most votes and I got the most body. Yes! Thank you very much. Alaska as present day Hillary. Thank you so much. Everyone go to the bar now. Mrs. Clinton, I know oh. that you are not relishing this moment because it is time for you to make another one of your hard choices. I can't do it. I can't do it, Andy. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we've got uh, college Hillary, 90s Hillary, and President Day They Hillary. all nailed it. All right, that means you're all winners. You each Yay! get one of these. Thank you very much, ladies. I want to thank Hillary Clinton and Epperstein and all of our contestants for being here. We are back. Hillary Rodham Clinton is here. The documentary Hillary, it's four parts. It drops tomorrow on Hulu. Uh, behind the bar, we've got the director, Nanette Burstein, and our queen contestant, Trinity the Tuck, the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 4, Alaska, the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 2, and Peppermint, her show Nubia, debuts in New York City March 5th and 6th. These are real, like, from all over the country, like, queen of the crop of the crop. Yeah. Uh, Queens. Um, I wonder, from the documentary, was your the footage of your life is extraordinary because you've lived an extraordinary life. Was there something that you saw in the doc that you had either forgotten about or surprised you that you were like, "Wow, that's cool." Yeah, to I, see. two two things uh, really come to mind. One was some of the very early footage that Nanette found. Uh -huh. you know, some of the 
like old movies that were taken when I was just a little kid. I had yeah. not seen those before. And the other was when I was fighting for health care reform, I was actually burned in effigy. And she has the video from people burning me in effigy because I wanted to get our country where it should be, which is providing health care for everybody. And so, so, yeah, that was a bit of a shock. Speaking too. of your thick skin yeah. and <laughs> responding to the video of you being burned in effigy, how do you keep yourself together when, I mean, when Donald Trump is leading thousands of people saying, lock her up, mm -hmm. that would hurt a normal <clears throat> person. Yeah. How, what, where do you find the strength to kind of just keep yeah. going forward? Well, you know, I've learned over the years, Andy, to take criticism seriously, but not personally. And by that, I mean, if somebody has a legitimate critique I mean, you've been in this business, you know, if somebody says, hey, you could do that better, mm -hmm. or why, why did you do that when you right. could have done that? You want to learn, but you don't want criticism to just bring you to your knees. You don't want it to, you know, tell you to keep your, you know, stay in bed with the covers over your head. So that's how I've basically done it. But I also, I have a great group of friends, my family, you know, people who um, support me. So I've been really given that gift over the course of my life. So even though I've taken on some hard things and been, you know, knocked down a few times, I've always had people around me that, um, you know, loved and, and supported me. One thing that really kills me, and I was talking to Nat about this before the show, is that it seems like uh, people on the left can't say anything and some people on the right can say absolutely anything and it doesn't matter how yeah. offensive it's such a crazy what do you make of that well I, I do think that there is a uh, there's a lot of double standards uh, in our politics and I think when it comes to insulting people it's kind of baked into what currently is the accepted political uh, rhetoric on the right you know that's really what Trump understood he understood that he could attack and insult and demean and hate and and that the people he was trying to uh, get to vote for him and still is um, would think that was him being authentic and not quote politically correct I think it's being rude uh, and I don't think it has anything to do with authenticity uh, but some people feel that, and so he plays to it. Whereas, you know, I think we don't want to hurt people's feelings. Right. You know, we, we don't want to be unnecessarily, uh, you know, very virulent and right. nasty toward people. And so, yeah, I think we kind of hold ourselves and hold those uh, who agree with us politically to a different standard. Uh, let's go to Dana from Philadelphia. Hey, Dana, what's your question? Hi, Secretary Clinton. What's your biggest your number one biggest regret you have from your time as first lady. Do you have any regrets from your time as you first lady? You know, I try not to have any regrets. I try, if I feel bad about something, I try to figure out if there's a way to make it better or to fix it. My biggest regret, though, from my time as first lady is that we weren't able to get uh, universal health care. Yeah. You know, quality, affordable health care for everybody. Do that you, was my biggest regret. And do you think that the country was not ready for you to be leading that? I, mean, I think it was two things, Andy. I think it was a bit of a shock to the system that I was asked to lead it. But also, as we're seeing now, I mean, people um, are very wrought up over health care, about their own health care, about what happens, how much it costs. And there is a lot of very powerful interests that don't want any change because right. they make a lot of money from the system. And by the way, there hasn't been any change since. Well, there's the, been. Now that's not. No, I know. mean since the last election. Well, since the last election. And that was such a big issue. In it the was a huge election, but a huge election about health care. But look at what they've tried to do. They tried to repeal 
the affordable right. health care law that Barack Obama got passed. Right. And they're going to do that if they get uh, to stay in the White House and if we don't take back the Senate and have a Democratic president. They're going to take away the health care that we currently have. Um, by the way, you were so, uh, uh, what I found so interesting looking back on your career in the documentary, uh, is that you worked, uh, on Nixon's impeachment. I did. So then you had such interesting insight when your husband was going mm -hmm. through the Michigas. And I wonder, what do you think of Ryan Murphy now doing the miniseries about impeachment for American crime story? And who yeah. would you want to play you? Oh my gosh. I, you know, I, I have no, I have no thoughts on that. I, look, the impeachment uh, that I was actually a lawyer on back in 1974 um, was merited. It had um, all the constitutional and legal uh, requirements. And I think it's important to really focus on what impeachment should be uh -huh. as opposed to how it's sometimes used and misused. And I thought that uh, the House impeaching uh, Donald Trump was also constitutional and legal. All right. Carrie F. wants to know if you think we'll ever see Trump's tax returns. And if you had to bet, what do you think he's hiding? Well, I hope we will, because there actually is a law that if the Congress asks for them, they're supposed to be delivered. So I think it's tied up in the courts. Look, I think he's hiding a bunch of things. I think he's hiding that he's not as wealthy as he claims to be. Right. Um, he has been not only not charitable, but he now is prohibited from having a charitable foundation because he used it for personal and political reasons. Um, I think that he has probably a lot of funding from suspect uh, sources that would be shown in his tax returns. So I, I guess I, I think it would be just a cornucopia of information about, uh, you know, all of his claims uh, to the contrary. Let's go to Liza from Austin. Hey, Liza, what's your question? Hi, Andy. First, let me say you and your son are just gorgeous. And uh, thank you for, for giving the uh, LGBTQ families a voice. Thank you. And I'm so honored to give a, to ask a question to Madam President. Um, <laughs> Madam <laughs> thank you. Um, let me just say thank you for, for giving all us the inspiration to fight and advocate for our communities. So here's my question. Who do you think did the best job impersonating you on SNL? <laughs> oh, that's oh my God! You had every—I mean, you had Jan Hooks, right? I mean, from the day, from the very you beginning. Had, I mean, yeah, this is no. every incarnation. You know, obviously, you know, I thought they all did a really good job, but um, probably uh, Kate McKinnon uh -huh. um, <laughs> and Amy Amy Poehler were uh -huh. the ones who I thought really captured it. And when I went on SNL. I was so surprised that they could literally take an outfit you were wearing 24 hours before and, and, make, and, it. and make it yeah. and so that the person playing you would be wearing it. So I did a little bit of a double take. It was like, I didn't know, That's was that me or was that somebody else? When you were in the White House yeah. and they were, uh, they were all over you when you were in the White mm. House, obviously. Yeah. Did you watch, I mean, on a Saturday night and you're at Camp David with Bill, did yeah. you, would you turn on SNL or? Yeah, yeah not every, uh, right? not every time because there was lots of other stuff going yes. on. But yeah, from, you know, from time to time, absolutely. And, and, I, and how did you keep uh, yourself together? I oh, mean, I think it's funny. And, and again, it, it goes back to, you know, when somebody's making fun of you, what can you learn from that? Uh -huh. uh, so I, I like watching it.
Okay. Well, uh, you've lived a life like no other, and if the rest of us are going to have any hope of being half as successful, we're going to need your help. It's time to learn the HR secrets to success. What is the most meaningful praise or compliment you've received from a public figure? Um, great job. You nailed it. Thank you. Uh, best risky decision you've ever made? Uh, personally marrying my husband. Wow. <laughs> Uh, most surprising or enlightening part about in participating in the Watergate hearings? What I learned about our country, the law, the Constitution, and how it worked back then, because people actually paid attention to the evidence, and Republicans voted to uh, impeach then-President Nixon. As a mother, what lesson are you most proud of teaching Chelsea? Uh, that, you know, you've got to be both brave and kind, and uh, don't ever forget that. Other than your iconic human rights or women's rights and women's rights or human rights, do you have a line from a speech that you're most proud of? Well, human rights are gay rights and gay rights are gay rights. I love that. <laughs> um, back in 2004, you were in a vodka shot drinking contest with the late, great John McCain. On a scale of one to 10, how would you rate your ability to hold your liquor? 10. All right. <laughs> The documentary is called Hillary. It's four parts. It drops on Hulu tomorrow. I want to thank you, Mrs. Clinton. I want to thank you, Mayor Fonsi, and all of our queens. For more, click around BravoTV.com. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, new episodes go live Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure you're subscribed. Have a great rest of your night.